0: Welcome to the City Hill podcast. We really hope you enjoy today's message. And if you'd like to find out more about City Hill, please visit our website, cityhill.london. Today we're starting a new series. The series we're doing today is called At Hand. The reason we're doing that is in Matthew's Gospel, and we're going to be flying through Matthew's Gospels at the time this statement is used, is it talks about the kingdom of heaven being at hand. The first mention we're going to be looking at today, if you've got your Bibles, is in Matthew 3, verse 2. Matthew 3, verse 2. And it's John the Baptist that gets things started. Matthew chapter 3. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he who was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah when he said, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Now John wore a garment of camel's hair and a level belt around his waist, and his food was locusts and wild honey. Then Jerusalem and Judea and all the region about the Jordan were going out to him, and they were being baptised by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Okay, I'm going to stop there for a moment. So as we start this series, this thing that John is declaring, the thing that John is preaching that was foretold by Isaiah is that one would come who would prepare a way, who would make way for the Messiah to come, who we know is Jesus. And Jesus, next week, will be taking the baton and carrying on that message further. But John's first opening statement is to repent, to turn aside, to turn around. When we look at say the story of Moses, Moses is walking along, he's carrying on every. for his everyday life, he's a shepherd, he's looking for his sheep, he's with his sheep, he sees a bush that is on fire that isn't being consumed and it says that Moses turned aside to see this great sight. And the Bible says in Exodus that when he turned aside, God saw he turn aside and then God spoke. So God didn't just speak to Moses, he spoke to Moses when he saw him turn aside, when he saw him change direction to see what this sight was. The reason I'm saying this is because in this passage, John has gone out to the wilderness and the call, the preaching, the message that he's been given by God is to say, turn, turn aside, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's at hand. It's within reach. I guess today, I think one of the biggest dangers that we have is if John the Baptist was on Clapham Common, or if John the Baptist was on your Instagram Reels, as soon as the word repent came up, we'd probably scroll to the next reel. He'd be locked off straight away. If he was on the high street, we'd walk past him. He'd be one of those nutters that we want to ignore and keep on going past. Because let's be honest, he's dressed in camel's hair and a has got a belt around his, leather belt around his waist, and his diet looks like he's a pretty off-putting guy to not want to be around. But it says here that all the regions around, people were literally flooding out to see him. People were going out in their droves to hear John and they were being baptised. They were confessing their sins. Now, baptism for us as Christians has got a lot of imagery and a lot of things that are associated with it. For their time, you would be baptised into, say, a particular sect or tradition or people group and become a part of that. But the initial image in In this time is one that is steeped in the time of Noah. So what people were doing was they weren't waiting for God's judgment. They were aware of their sin. They were aware there was something wrong with them. And they were moving towards God. And they were asking God to cleanse them, to wash them. Which is why they were confessing their sins as they were being baptized as in the time of Noah. The next thing that happens on in this passage is Jesus comes onto the scene. So John is here. John is baptizing people. John has been preaching, repent, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He has some conversation with some leaders and some people, the Pharisees. And the next thing you read about is you read about Jesus coming to John and asking, wanting to be baptized. And it's said that John tried to prevent it. John said, no way. I should be baptized by you. You, you shouldn't be baptizing me. And then Jesus says this statement. He says, it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. It is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. So then John baptizes him. I want to point out three things that happen when Jesus is baptized by John. He is doing this for them to fulfill all righteousness. Well, why? well, let's see how this pans out. The first thing that happens is Jesus baptized. He comes out of the waters. And the Bible says the heavens were opened to him. The heavens were opened to him. And then it says the next thing, the Spirit of God was descending on him like a dove and coming to rest on him. The third thing, the God the Father cries out in a loud voice booming from the heavens, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. Three initial things. Now, the reason why this story, I mean, for me as a child reading this, for me, it didn't really make sense. It was just like a a thing that you followed through as you read and getting a picture of. But if people are rushing to these waters, thinking of the time of Noah, thinking of their sin confessing their sin to be cleansed, you can understand why John has a big problem with baptising Jesus. He's like, I need washing. You don't need washing. I should be being washed by you. You should be one baptising me. He would said to the Pharisees earlier that I baptise with water, but he will baptise with the Holy Spirit of God and with fire. And so in this moment, John is reticent and against it, but Jesus says it is good for us. It is fitting. It is right that we fulfil all righteousness. So they're going to the water to not run away from God's judgment, not wait for God's judgment. They're running towards God's judgment and they're asking him in his mercy and his grace to wash them and make them clean. Jesus is going to the waters and it says as he comes up, the heavens were opened to him. It was like Jesus submitted himself to God and then God did something crazy. The heavens were opened to Jesus And then it says the spirit of God descended on him like a dove. Has anyone, can anyone think of the story of Noah and anything about a dove in it? Has anyone heard of a dove in the story of Noah? Can anyone remember the dove in the story of Noah? Does anyone want to shout out any ideas? It rings a bell. It rings a bell. The dove brought back an olive branch. An olive branch. It was like after the flood, like after, when he was like getting back into the world, that's when the dove came. Yeah. This is like the Spirit of God saying, hey guys, the ark just rolled up, we're all saved. Humanity's gonna be okay. This is the peace of God coming down, resting on Jesus. They've run out because of the sign of Noah. They wanna be cleansed of their sin. Here is the ark, the ark. Not an ark that will save one family, but an ark that will save all people throughout all space and throughout all time. The Holy Spirit rests on Jesus in the form of a dove which is the exact imagery you would expect to see with a symbolic act so deeply tied in to the story of Noah. Jesus is the ark and the dove has returned. Humanity is going to be saved. It's going to be okay. And then God declares a judgment. So you go to the waters for the judgment to be cleansed. God declares a judgment over him. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And you see, the reason we're baptised today as Christians isn't necessarily for the, the picture of Noah. The reason we're baptised is, as, as a New Testament writers explain, is that we're baptised into Jesus. Because He is the ark. Because He is the one who saves us. So when we do baptism, we're no longer doing it, asking for this cleansing in this way, because we believe that Jesus has cleansed us. We're doing it as a symbolic act, associating ourselves with him. God says, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And this is how you and I can find ourselves receiving that same declaration from God. So here's the first thing. The first thing is there was John's call to repent because he said the kingdom of heaven was at hand. When Jesus was baptized, the kingdom of heaven really was at hand because the heavens were open to him. So now, things that were never accessible to them were now accessible and were going to be put on display and given to them. Now, Jesus submits himself to God. He doesn't, even though he he is in human flesh, God, he doesn't run away from God's judgment. He runs towards God's judgment and God declares over him, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. He's different from every other person. And the next thing the Bible goes on to say is the Spirit of God leads him out into the wilderness where he fasts for 40 days and he is tempted by the devil and he's tempted in three ways. The first way, he is mad hungry because he's been fasting for 40 days and the devil is saying to him, turn these stones to bread. And Jesus says to him, man shall not live by bread alone, but from every word that professes out of the mouth of God. The next thing Satan does, he takes him to a high place he wants, he wants him to throw himself down, put yourself to the test. The Lord says he'll give his angels charge over you. He says that your feet won't strike on the ground, that you won't be harmed in any way. Um, and he says you should not put the Lord your God to the test. The next thing he shows him all the kingdoms of the world, all the riches, everything that Jesus has come to die for. And he says, listen, if you just, if you just bow down and worship me, I'll give you all of these things. All these things will be given unto you. And Jesus says, You worship the Lord your God and you serve him and him alone. And then notice what Jesus says. There's these three absolutely cracking words. He says, Begone, Satan. Begone. And then he says, For it is written, Worship the Lord your God and only him shall you serve. And it says, The devil left him. You know, the writer in James put it this way in James 4, verse 7, he says, Submit yourselves therefore to God. And the, And the devil will flee from you. He'll flee from you. Jesus, in this passage, like, there's nothing wrong with him. He doesn't need to go into the waters for the reasons they go into the waters. He doesn't need to do it. But he says to John, John, it's fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness, to do anything that's good. We should just do it. And so John puts him in. And as he puts him in, the heavens are open to Jesus. The heavens are open to Jesus. And there's there's a reason, as soon as he's led by the Spirit to fast, the devil rocks up. The devil hasn't rocked up at any other point in Jesus' life. He's rocking up now because the heavens are opened. Jesus has got access and he's going to bring the kingdom of heaven at hand. People are going to reach out and they're going to touch something of eternal worth. They're going to have access to things they never had access to. He's going to empower his disciples and his followers. He's going to bring them from where they are and he's going to say, listen, those things that were out of reach... I'm going to put in the hands of common fishermen. Those things that are out of reach, I'm going to put in the hands of tax collectors that everyone hates. Those things that are out of reach that can make a difference, those things, I'm going to make them readily available. And he's not just going to go, look, it's the Jesus show. He's going to start sending his disciples out with this belief that the kingdom of heaven is at hand because Jesus knows that when he came out of the water, he saw the heavens opened up and it was made available to him. The good news is, the good news is, You and I, we live our lives. I live my life so... This is always the thing that's to hand. It's always to hand, isn't it? It's always to hand. You know what's so crazy? I threw up the story of Moses and about him seeing the burning bush and turning aside to see it. That's when God speaks to him. When he turned aside to see. You and I, we'd never see a burning bush that's on fire because we'd just be like this. No one see it because you'd scroll straight past it. No one would be aware of it because we'd have been, they see me scrolling. That's it. I'm just scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. At night, it's like, oh, that Netflix episode's done. Straight on to the next one. The next thing, the next thing, the next thing. Just filling, just filling, just filling. And you know what the crazy thing is? Who here has done a Netflix binging session where you've come out of it going, I just feel so fulfilled and ready to live my life. (laughs) The only thing I've done is make someone else rich. It's literally all I've achieved. I've made someone else rich. I've made another actor famous. And then I've gone and tell all my friends. And I've evangelized my friends about a Netflix show. Have you seen the latest show? And then you're going around. And and then we're, we're all sharing Netflix stories. All the while, God is going like, are you kidding me? This? This device? Jesus opened the heavens and started to make that which is completely out of reach. And he goes, you could just put this down for a moment. High five. Because your moves are great. (laughs) I can put these things (laughs) in the palm of your hand. I can make this available to you. So often we live lives where we don't feel like we can be free. We live lives where we're entrapped by situations. Sometimes we live lives where we're entrapped by sin. Sometimes we're entrapped by sickness. Sometimes we're entrapped by so many different things that are around us that hold us in and make us feel like we're stuck. But Jesus says, repent, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Just turn aside and see the thing I'm doing. Turn aside and see the thing that I'm making available. Turn aside. Turn aside. Moses turned aside and saw a bush on fire and two to three million people got set free from slavery. And not only do they get set free from slavery, you know what the craziest thing about that story is? That is a period in Israel history when you can see the heaven has been opened. If you go traveling for 40 years in a wilderness with no cover and no shelter, you'll die in the day sun. But they have the smoke, the cloud to protect them. And then at night, if you're in the Middle East you die of cold. They have the pillar of fire there for them. And then you can't plant your food because if you plant your crops, the next day you're following the pillar of fire. (laughs) Well, the seeds have been planted, but I ain't coming back to this part again, so I ain't going to eat the food. I'm not going to be here long enough to harvest it. God literally provides millions of meals. Probably 40 years in the wilderness, 3 million people getting set free, and then children being born along the way. Their clothes don't wear out. You're probably looking at, I heard someone speak about this this week. He he estimated probably five billion meals delivered every day on time by the Lord. The heavens opened. Jesus here in this passage, the heavens have been opened. The dove is upon him. He is the ark that saves mankind. And next week, we're going to be tucking into the next stage where Jesus is going to carry the baton on from John. But I'm going to pray for us for this week for one single thing. And I'm going to issue one single challenge. I'm not anti-phone. I am not anti-Netflix. I'm not. But here's what I will say. Take a block of time. Cancel that time out. Don't Don't read your Bible from the phone. Don't read your Bible on a screen. Don't have a spiritual moment with God with anything to do with technology. Get a paper book. Stick away from all of it and have an encounter with God, turn aside and see. Repent. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. If you knew right now that the very solution you needed was in reach, like you could just go and grab it, and that was actually true, would you really go to the next episode of the Desperate Housewives of this county, (laughs) that county, or some other county? Would you really reach for it? If you knew that the thing that was going to mean the world to one of your dearest loved ones and friends that was going to make a difference was within reach, you could just touch it, it was right there, would you really go, I'm just going to look at another post to click like on. I'm going to pray for us. Father God, I thank you that John the Baptist came and he had the bravery to declare the kingdom of heaven was at hand. He said it, he believed it, he was led by you. But in that moment, he actually tried to prevent it. He said, Jesus, you baptize me, not me, you. But Jesus says it's right to fulfill all righteousness. And as Jesus comes out of the water, the heavens were opened over him. And all of a sudden, that which was never at hand was now at hand within reach. And Jesus was going to bring up followers who were going to reach out as well. I pray for each one of us today, Lord God. I pray that you would help us to repent, to turn aside and see what it is that you want to do in our lives. Holy Spirit, I just ask that you would come, that you would empower us this week. Father God, I pray for some periods of anti-distraction where we can focus in on what it is that you want to do in each of our lives. That the first thing that's going to be at hand for us this week to help us with our problems isn't going to be dulling ourselves the next binge of a show, isn't going to be reaching for the next glass of alcohol, isn't going to be reaching for whatever it is we put to fill the hole in our lives, not reaching for the next level of a game, not reaching for the next insignificant superfluous thing but reaching for you knowing that you can bring lasting meaning and wholeness in Jesus name amen so next week it goes from John speaking about the kingdom of heaven and being at hand Jesus in this moment has opened that heaven next week Jesus is going to start to run with the same message have a brilliant week guys and look forward to seeing you back next Sunday Have a wonderful, wonderful time. If you haven't filled out a Connect card, please make sure you do so. We'd love to give you some gifts that we've got at the back table over there and let you know more about our church. We really hope you enjoyed today's message. And if you'd like to find out more about City Hill, please visit our website, cityhill.london. We are the light. We are the light. We are the light.